to another episode of the Rhino Show podcast. Listen, this is the show where we help you do life better personally and professionally. Thank you for making us one of the top shows in the whole wide world where we bring on everybody from celebrities to everyday people to people that are just doing life great. And we just try to unpack that journey. Um, I'm with a very uh, special guest today. We're based in, in Canada, as you know. She's down in Miami, also known as the Booty Queen Ianni, welcome to the Rhino Show podcast and welcome home, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. What a pleasure. So listen, I want to, so I got, so I was just randomly, because I try to curate really cool guests and a lot of people say, Ryan, how do you, how do you select the guests that you want to talk to? And I, I tell people, honestly, it's very random. It could be just like a little video I seen or something they said that I'm like, yo, this person's, this person's doing something different. I think you were on Jordan Welch's millionaire women segment or something you know basically he was just going around showcasing you know women who are millionaires and i'll be honest sometimes i see those videos and i'm like yo you know i kind of find it could be like a little tacky or whatever like standing in front of your rolls royce or something but when i actually watched it i was like he he did a great job but you were really sincere and i thought you know what this would be a great guest to have on so i reached out and uh the rest is history here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. So when I was on Jordan's um, video, I swear I got off that video and I saw the complete thing. And I was like, I am the poorest woman on this video, yet I still feel successful and like super happy for what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that he came to the office. It was like very mellow. Like, this is what I'm doing all day. This is where my bread and butter comes from. So I'm glad that he came by. Well, let me ask you this. So you grew up in Brazil, very, very broke. And you know what? I want to connect with you here because I grew up single mom. Uh, My dad's Jamaican. My mom is German. So I never really had a father figure. And now I'm married. I have two kids. I'm super dad. Um, And I, you know, I'm living the life that I really always wanted to live in. It's very intentional. It's very designed. Um, Can you talk a little bit about your humble beginnings you know, going all the way and sleeping at, I don't know if it was your cousin's house or friend's house for a year while you were like in yeah. debt, six, seven credit cards. And, you know, you weren't always the booty queen, right? You weren't always the booty queen. No, literally, this is like people see my success now and they're like, oh my God, you've had this for the whole your whole entire life. But like I explained to Jordan, um, my family comes from Brazil. Like they moved mm. to the United States. We were living in a one bedroom apartment and like I call ghetto Doral here. And, you know, my dad was working three jobs. My mom was working three jobs. They always wanted us in private school. So they sacrificed a lot of things for mm. us. And, you know, going like private schools, everyone's like in Chanel and this. And I was like just wearing my Jamsport backpack. So um, mm. it put a lot of you know, hard work into my work ethic. And my parents were like, you don't ever want to be in a financially tough situation. This is the American dream. Like, this is what we got to do. So my brother went to law school. Mm -hmm. I went to uh, nursing school. Then I got my master's in nursing, got my nurse practitioner, and then, you know, opened up my own business. My brother's like this huge tax lawyer for Deloitte. So like, we kind of like finally made our parents so proud of us, the American dream, but it wasn't always like that. We were eating, you know, rice and eggs 
And that's how it was for a, a lot of the time when we were growing up, uh, you know, kids were eating out at lunch at school. I had to take my pan con biste or like my frijoles in like a little canister so I could put it in the microwave. So like it wasn't anything glitz or glamour growing up. Um, so I'm actually finally happy that we got this glow up and, you know, I'm taking care of my family, taking care of myself and finally got this title of the booty queen, which is a whole different story. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's been fun. What is so? Uh, would you say you you were entrepreneurial? You know, before you had a business, like were you somebody who was just resilient? Like were you somebody who was good at sales, or did you notice as kind of like being a little girl where you're like, you know, I, I converse with people because, like I said to you, opening the call, I'm like one thing about you, like I just feel like you're you're a complete hustler, and I say that in a admirable way because you're, I I, I don't know, I I feel like hustlers are people who are their ego is always checked at the door. Like even though they've had success, there's still a level of humility. And it's like, they never, I always say like, don't ever think you're bigger than life. Cause life can touch you anytime it wants to. And you really give me that vibe of just down to earth, extremely grateful. I mean, unpack that. Like who the heck is any, cause you know what too, and you know, this, if I look at your Instagram, you know, and I didn't pay it like, and I didn't do any research or I didn't really take the time to figure out who you are. You know, people say, oh, you know, some Miami girl, the big booty, so superficial tattoos, but I don't think you're that way at all. So can you unpack that a bit? Well, I always say first and foremost, coming from humble beginnings and no money, every penny that I make right now, even if it's 25 cents, I'm glorifying everything about it. Uh, number two, I learned from my dad, the most important thing that you could do in relationships and growing business, anything is that first encounter with the person always make a huge impact, make mm. them feel special remember anything about their kids, about their family, about their background, because that is what they're always going to remember. Like this is, you're getting a concierge service, even though it's medical, oh but like God. I become friends with my clients because oh. I always remember what, again, their background is what's important to them. If this holiday is most important to them, their birthdays. So you make a big impact in creating that relationship with people. And I don't think a lot of people have that sort of uh, want to want to know the other client. It's almost like in and out, in and out. So I create relationships rather than just getting your money and we're in and out of here. Well, you seem like somebody, I mean, you're like me. I'm, I like to be more interested in you than interesting. Meaning like, I want to ask you questions. I'm curious in nature. You know, I, I if somebody cries in front of me, it's like the biggest honor they could ever give me. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, if somebody's willing to be that, if somebody, yeah, if somebody's willing to be that vulnerable with me, like they don't even have to give me, they don't even have to give me a compliment. I'm like, that's the biggest compliment you possibly could give me. So kind of right. going into, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's just that sincerity, because if you are open to the person and you want to know about them, they're going to open up to you. And a lot of people don't care about other people in the streets, especially here in Miami. It's a very superficial world. So when you meet mm. someone that you can actually have a with about something else other than superficiality out here it's it's really important so I, that's the way i try to connect with my people what would you say is i guess a part of you that maybe you don't market or you don't share with the public like do you think that there is people that have misconceptions of you just because of the nature of the nature of your business right you know like what would you say 
So um, I obviously have like my personal Instagram. I don't really like to put like my personal lifestyle out there, but I feel like when I do put my personal lifestyle on my business page, people are the most interested. Like, yeah, they know Mm. what I do. No, it's like Botox fillers, you know, try to, you know, rejuvenate patients. Um, But there is a different aspect of it. I know that they would like that a little bit more, but I'm a little bit of a private person because, you know, people go on the internet, they start talking and I'm a woman that gets into my brain and I'm like, I don't think I can handle this. So I always kind of like business from personal. So now is that okay? So you don't want that crossing over. But then we would argue and say, like, I I own a, a branding and, and, and media company. And so we talk a lot about this in terms of branding for businesses where we say, look, you know, where's that line between personal and professional? And so some of the biggest brands, they resonate with people because they're so human. And so, you know, they are showing a little bit, not to say that you got to show, you know, everything that's going on in your life. But do you think that's a fear of judgment in a way? Or is that, I mean, unpack that a I bit, right? Say- Ah. A little bit of fear of judgment, but I am little by little because now I have like a big marketing team. I have a social media team. They're all like, we got to get your personality a little bit more out there. So I'm like baby stepping into it. But I am seeing that the audience does like it a lot more when they see that like realness of me, not just like medical portion of it. Yeah. Okay. So what when you're scrolling online and you're kind of looking at content, what kind of content do you feel like you kind of gravitate towards? <clears throat> So at least with me, I mean, obviously everything that I do for work, I want to see what, you know, actually the Korean doctors, because they do it better than anyone in the United States and Canada, anywhere else in the world. But honestly, I like a lot of like the self-help stuff because Mm. again, we're living in negative and superficial world that anything that has to do with growing your business, helping somebody else, um, how to grow your business even bigger. These are the top five books you should be reading. So anything that's kind of like self-help I'll do. And then I kind of just project that onto like my staff here because I want to keep that aura up, like everybody positive, uh, just keep working towards something better. Um, but again, what I do is kind of superficial, regeneration of tissue in some sort of ways but i have to break out of that you're right i do have to break out of my shell a little bit more and kind of like show my little personal life a little bit more too so what do we say to uh, let's let's talk about like queen energy let's talk about what is the difference between a woman who is broke and trying to you know get by and survive and then what do you think is the difference between a woman who is you know successful like yourself but just still climbing as though you are at the bottom and you can realize i realize i see that about you you know you're people say you're successful and i know in your mind you're the kind of person i like i can really i think i can read you to a degree but you're the person that if somebody says oh my god yanny you 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 did all this you would come back to them and kind of say yeah but look look how much i haven't done yet like you really focus on how can i be better how can i improve look what i did not do right What's the difference? How do we get these women going from that mentality over into some mentality that you have? So, uh, number one, I do have a huge list of things that I've accomplished in the entire year. And I'm already starting my 2024, like two months ago, my projects. And people are like, why don't you just celebrate what you got already? I'm like, there's a lot more to come. You know, like Mm. I got more patents, more trademarks, you know, more techniques. Um, but I believe the number one thing is consistency mm. and don't 
to the haters because when I first started this entire journey, I was quitting my job at the hospital and I was working full time, making good money. But people were like, you're never going to make it. It's a very hard industry to get into. So, you know, just dabbling into like trainings, training with other doctors and being very consistent. Honestly, I'm living the dream that I wanted years ago. I'm, I've been living it for the past two, three years, and now it's just getting better and better and better. But again, it's that consistency. Like the outside noise does not bother me. The going out, the concerts, the parties. I'm like, I will do that 10 times better when I'm comfortable. My staff is comfortable. My family's comfortable when I already have everything that I've always wanted, which again, those goals start growing with the more you're doing. So um, that consistency is key. And people, again, just get distracted by so many different things, like scrolling on Instagram. People are on there for like mm. hours. I yeah. don't do that. I put it away. I give myself a certain time, uh, gym, work, family time, friend time, and then work time. So like this past weekend, people were Thanksgiving and going out. I did a little bit of that, but I did my mood board for 2024. Mm -hmm. I got all my projects set up. It's been, it's, it's just consistent. Mm. How do you make, how do you make friends? Have you ever heard of that saying you can't make, <laughs> you can't make new old friends. You ever heard that? You can't it, make new old friends. Isn't that, that's powerful, right? You can't make new old friends. Correct. It sucks because you, uh, and I feel like people say this all the time, but as you grow and your mentality changes and again, into this business mindset, I have to, I had to keep some friends in like the friend zone, like you're my going out friends, you're my business friends, because <laughs> these friends have stayed in the same place since we were in high school. And these friends are elevating themselves and wanting mm. to grow. So see what I'm doing and they're like interested. And then other people see what I'm doing and they're like, when are we going out? Because it looks mm. like you can spend money. So mm. What are we doing? So I've had to leave a lot of people behind. They're like, you're changing. You want something better. But I feel like if you're not changing and you're not wanting better things, like you're going to stay stagnant. I don't want mm. friends like that. I don't mm. encourage grow my business. Hey, how can we franchise? How can we do this? How can we grow another class? So those are the type of people that I've been attracting, thankfully, and mm. that I've been more in motion with now. Well, entrepreneurship is lonely. You know, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 24 years old. And, you know, when you go out in society, because have you heard of where, you know, we have one, we have a majority of society that's base. And then you have a, another part, part of society that's an edge, meaning, you know, when you go to school, you were literally school is just they're teaching you to get a job, pay tax, retire and die. Facts. Yes. Right now, if you're somebody who's in school saying, wait a sec, is that the only way we can live in this world? You know, is there any other option? You're an edge because you're thinking about things differently. If you were to walk down the street and you, you ask 100 people and you really start talking about your daily life as an entrepreneur, 90 4% of them would literally start looking at you with deer in the headlights. They would have no clue what you're yeah, talking about. They would start saying like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, where you're like, no, this person doesn't even understand anything, right? How the hell do amazing. you, yeah, well, how the hell do you operate in a, in a, in a very isolated space uh, while still pouring energy into your dreams and goals, but then making sure that you're getting, you know, the love and, and energy that you need back. So I have like a group of friends and actually even family members that I wouldn't trade for the world. And 
thankfully they're just as encouraging and just as entrepreneurial as I am. So we feed off of each other. Like um, one of my best friends from Tampa, when I was working in Tampa during COVID, she told me, she called me on FaceTime. She's like, what are you doing? You look like you're having fun. You're making money. You're successful. Your business is growing. I said, if you want to be on the same track and you're really interested and she was an artist, she's literally finishing her nurse practitioner and she just started last week full time here at my office. So those are the type of people I keep around. I don't want someone who's like, oh, I want to do what you're going to do. And then four years later, you're still kind of like, oh, I'm looking into, but I need to make money. I'm like, it's all or nothing, because if you don't start now, later on, you're just going to be in the same spot and you're going to be upset with yourself. So might as well start now. And that's the same speech that I kind of gave her and all her friends now want to do the same thing that she's doing. Cause she sees she's in Miami. She's working at a concierge med spa. I have a lot of my VIP clients she's going out. So she shows a little bit more of her lifestyle. So people are starting to see that. And they're like, why didn't I start when she started? But now, mm. you know, we're three ahead of time. And again, just wasting time. You got to be consistent with all this stuff. So that's like my group of friends that I have. And I love that we encourage each other. So if I have an idea, this one knows how to go about it. This one's already has a marketing company. So we all feed off of each other. And again, thankfully I have this group with me. Um, and I could tell if I meet someone within the first 10 minutes, are you someone that I could party with? Or you're someone that I could talk business with? Cause I don't mm. want to talk business with someone that I party with. Cause you're going to think I'm bragging every single time about what I'm doing Ooh. when I'm just trying to like bounce ideas off of each other. Mm. So bro. Oh, so you, you're so you're looking for peers. You're like, I want somebody that's my peer that I can talk to and they're not going to get all insecure about me, me talking about the moves that I want to make. It's, yeah. Especially here again in Miami. Like I want to, I want to meet other powerful women. So like when Jordan did that whole interview, I reached out to those women. I'm like, I am Ooh. so inspired by you guys just being on this video. Like there's always something you learn from everyone. So you just have to like pinpoint the kind of people that you want to grow with and the kind of person you want to grow into. So um, I love hearing from other people. I never say that it's a competition. Um, every time I'm on stage speaking about like my products or anything that I'm using here, my techniques, I always say you guys should all be collaborating. And this is in a, mm. a stage full of like of nurse practitioners, doctors, mm. uh, and I'm like, we all should be helping each other instead of opening a clinic in the corner and competing mm. with each other. Let's collaborate. Let's do this. Because when I'm on vacation, I'm going to send patients to you. When you're traveling mm. for work, you should send patients to me. But, you know, that's just the way I uh, work. Not everybody's like that, but those have you got, have you got, me. have you, have you got burned before though, with that mentality? Ooh. Like, yeah. <laughs> Money stolen, clients stolen, um, stuff inside of my office stolen filler. Like it's, so how do you, so, so, so Yanni, how do you take that rage, that inner rage? You're Brazilian. Hey, come on. I'm Jamaican. Listen, we nice people, but we could be the best of the best and the worst of the worst. Right. I, you know, my my inner spirit, I'm a very nice person. I, I I practice values. But man, when shit hits the fan, like I go back to my jungle days, it's like this beast comes out. And I'm like, oh, you really Jamaican. Oh, damn. You can't you can't take that up. How do you deal with that inner rage or like trying to screw with me? You know, like you're a savage servant. I, I'm going to call you a savage servant. <laughs> What I really want to do is go and like slash your tires. And I have this like rage for 24 hours. Oh, right? yes. Like, oh. I'm thinking the worst of the worst. I'm like, I know where you live. Oh, I know where shit. this is. I have to 
park the car. But then I give myself 24 hours to really be oh. upset, complain, bitch at everyone here at the office. They listen to me. And then I say, you have a lot more to lose than these people. So you go <laughs> after them. There's a liability. Am I going mm. to jail today? I think so. I got things to do. So I usually write out everything that I really want to say to the person. I'll send it to my lawyer. I'm like, we're suing this person. 24 hours later, I'm like, you know what? That person must be going through a really freaking hard time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. And I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing and your business. And that's your karma. And eventually, to tell you the truth, everyone who has screwed me over, stolen money, not paid me something, something has gone bad with their business or with themselves. So I'm not saying it was my bad juju projecting on them, but it's, it's mm. karma. So I get 24 hours to get, stay really upset. Maybe the weekend after that business goes on, life goes on. Well, Winston Churchill says a great quote. He says, if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks, you'll never get to your destination. Right. So you have to pick and choose the battles that you're, yeah. you're going to, you're going to partake in. I mean, what is the 100%. secret sauce? What's the secret sauce for you? You think, what was this? What's this? Do you have a secret sauce? Was there a little secret to your, to your madness, to your success? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, I knew I wanted to talk to you. There's some people I talk to. I, I know it's going to be like more of a, not calculated conversation, but like there's a method methodology to it. My conversation with you, I'm really trying to pierce your brain, you know, because there's, I think yeah. I can see the passion. Like I, cause you've done some like little interviews and stuff. Like I, I see some of the content you, that you guys have put out, but I can see that desire for you to like literally have like continuous sit downs and conversations because I think you got a lot of information that you really want to unpack and it's hard to do it in 25 seconds or 30 seconds or, you know, 60 seconds or little, you know, real clips and things like that. Right. But what's the secret sauce on you? Like what, why are you, what makes you, you, the booty queen so, so much, you're so much more than the booty queen though. You're so much more than, than the booty queen though. But I, 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 I like it. Actually, let me give you the backstory on the booty crew real quick. It's, Please. So I patented and trademarked a couple different techniques on how to do a non-surgical BBL. Mm. So it's safer. What is BBL? And, and what is what does BBL stand for? I was trying to find this out because I see you talk about BBL and I'm like, big, beautiful. Like, I, I, I think I'm lost. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My bad. I should have known that. So, I'm a rookie. So I've had a lot of... I've had so many clients. I've had a lot of girlfriends um, actually pass away from surgical BBLs. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago, I was just going through different phases. Let me see what different products we have on the market to give the same results. Maybe a little bit more athletic, not as exaggerated as you see, you know, like <laughs> yeah, Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, which again is amazing no matter what, but this is more of like an athletic quick pump, but it's also giving you your tissue back. So I'm giving you your collagen and elastin. Mm. So I started teaching, I started getting, you know, these companies are sending me to different countries, different places in the United States just to get on stage and explain it. So then I got the title booty queen because mm. initially I'm just concentrating on booties and I'm Brazilian with the background. So like, I know what a nice plump athletic booty looks like i don't want to make you look exaggerated so then that's where that came from and you know i have a couple of techniques that i patented and stuff so it's just kind of been blowing up all over the place what is the perfect butt and keep in mind right like so uh 30 of my business is is coaching and and 90 of my clients are are high functioning women lawyers doctors business owners and so 
what I find is, and they're in this age bracket of like, I want to say 40, 43, 44 to like about 52. And people are like, why, why that eight year gap? And I, so when I, I, you know, instead of me hypothesizing why I ask my clients and just simply say like, try to, you know, part of our coaching is let's unpack your life and try to figure out how the heck you are, where you are. And so, you know, sometimes they were stay at home moms that got into, you know, a career later in life. Some of them were working moms, you know, dad wasn't in the picture, whatever. And so they're extremely focused on their career. And then they kind of poke their head up and then they're like, wait a sec. I feel like I should feel more fulfilled. I feel like I should feel more like a little happier. And then some women straight up say like, yo, Ryan, like I'm sick of feeling like I have balls in my pants. Like my feminine energy has left the building and I've been the man. And so I talk a lot about feminine, feminine versus masculine energy. And we know what, what's going on in society, woke culture and all these things. For you, I mean, you're seeing these women come in and, you know, I'm sure you see kind of all walks of life. What makes a perfect butt? But then what is the perfect brain that should accompany the butt? So meaning if I was, and I'm not you, but I'm saying if I was doing what you're doing, the first thing I would think is, who is this person? Like, what is their mentality? Because I want to match that mind with their behind. You know what I'm saying? Right. Correct. So like I do a lot of, obviously I studied a little bit of psychology. I got a minor in psychology. So mm. when women come in here, it's always complaining about something that they want to change. But I really mm. want to know like what's going on. When women come in my office, it's probably because they got into a fight with their husband. They found out that the boyfriend is cheating. They don't think they're good enough. They're comparing themselves with the Kardashians. So mm -hmm. like I always get their mentality. And I'm like, why aren't you happy with this beautiful face that God gave you? What I'm trying to do is just enhance it a little bit, maybe even the booty, enhance it a little bit. But you don't need to look like a Kardashian because those mm. people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're unhappy. I would say with themselves to make themselves look better because that's the industry that they're in. So everybody's story is different, but I do try to kind of like advocate for the women. Like you have to be happy with yourself. If you're going to do something, it's for you. If you want a bigger Ooh. booty, it's for you. It's not for your husband that's cheating on six different girls, you know? So mm. I do kind of preach a little bit. I try not to preach so much, but then I think that's why we, I become friends with my clients because they're like, Man, that was so real. All of my other girlfriends are like, oh, just get a bigger butt and he'll pay attention to you. But then you're competing with this other girls. And I feel like, again, just in Miami, that's the biggest problem. Everyone's mm. comparing each other, other women. And I'm like, these girls are from head to toe. They've had surgery. So this is something non-surgical that can kind of enhance you. And there are medical studies that say what I do actually enhances dopamine. So you get Ooh. happy. You're like, oh, my God. I got bigger lips today. I feel better. Ooh. So, you know, very short, short time of uh, happiness, but it does, it does help with the endorphins. It helps with the dopamine. Mm. So I try more to be psychological about what they're doing, but also it's a business, right? So of course. I'm not going to sell you for $40,000 if you only need something that's like 10,000, but everybody's booty size is different i have the tiniest little women with these huge booties mm. and they still want a little bit more but mm. i go for what they're happy with right so mm. yes it's my work around there but i want to know why it is that you're doing this why do you want a bigger butt and then mm. they'll usually tell me like be a session or two later like 
oh yeah, I found out that my husband is looking at uh, big booty women on, I don't know, OnlyFans. So I want to be one of those women. So he pays attention to me. We're going to so talk about, we're going to talk about the OnlyFans later too, but you keep going. <laughs> you keep, don't worry, girl. I got, I got the pen on that one. Don't worry. We coming there. We coming there. Don't take, don't take me there too early though. Don't take me there too early. <laughs> But it is, it's like, it's Miami. And like, I, I live, actually, the office is right around the corner from one of the biggest 24 hour clubs slash, you know, Damn. you know, strip club. Yeah, yeah. So all the girls are coming here. All the guys are coming here. And it's, again, it's trying to like keep up with the Joneses, but it is that society that we're living in right now. You know what I do though? And I, you got your trademark, so I can't, I, I ain't going to steal your stuff. But, you know, now that I think about it, because you know, I call I I always talk about mindset makeover for my clients, but maybe what I'm really doing is giving them a booty lift for their mind. Ooh, right? Maybe maybe I got to start. Maybe I got to start coming at it. Maybe I got to start coming at it that way. Like, yo, you, when you come to Ryan, you're gonna get a booty lift for your mind. I'm gonna send you over to my girl Ian for the for the physical part of it. But you're gonna stop. You're gonna make a pit stop at at me first, because you know when you because and and all jokes aside, and I try to put a little humor into my message because I feel like it will hit different for people is, you know, some people are like, okay, I'm gonna go buy this new purse. I'm gonna go buy this new thing. And I'm, you know, you're spending all this money that you don't have to impress people you don't, you know, like, but the reality is I'm like, girl, you need to get better goals. <laughs> don't buy right. shit. Go Correct. get some bigger goals today. Right. And then let's talk, well, let's talk about the plan. So have you ever thought about what you do? Because you said, look, dopamine, because you know, you know, you got your, the amygdala, you got all the different parts of your brains that are releasing decision-making things like this. Cause I love neuroscience, but there's a big correlation to the butt and the brain and it's no joke. And so do you ever think of, Hey, when these clients are coming into my office, I am giving them a, 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 a booty lift for the brain. Like that's some good shit right there. <laughs> Woo! It basically, and you, I love that. Right? I love that. That you just, that is because, amazing, but it is, booty and face anywhere because you're creating happiness that's something Correct. that they were lacking even if it's short term they're going to come out happy and they're going to come back so talking to these patients it does get really difficult because not everybody has the same mindset as i do and i try not to like force you know this positivity and like yep, you can move yep. forward you need this like sure. you're happy the way you are but um again it just it takes a couple of sessions i would say for people to actually like be consistent with the mindset that I have. And but some might you, say it's too positive. You're too preachy, but no, it's what I believe. No, in. no, you, you know what though, when people do that, you have to be firmly planted in your message. I mean, like for example, right. The reason why nice guys, you know, they, there's that whole thing about nice guys finish last. I don't believe that, but nice guys are the most dangerous humans in this world because nice guys will waver on their values they will try to look cool they will go to the next best thing savage servants are the kind of guys that are like i'm extremely comfortable in my skin i will allow my kids to put toothpaste all over my hair i never take myself too seriously i'm very goal oriented but everybody knows in my circle when shit hits the fan i'm a fucking beast correct correct and i feel like right you're not a nice woman you're a savage servant it, it doesn't happen too often, but when it does, it's probably like three times a year. And my smile goes from this to Ooh. like resting bitches and people oh. are just like her way. And that's when I get the most done usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're not smart. You're not smizing like our girl Tyra Banks says to do. There's no smizing mm -hmm. happening there. Right. <laughs> no smizing. 
And here's the thing, like people will try to take advantage because people want people who are easy to work with, you know, just like mm. we were talking about scheduling, rescheduling, like it's a nice person who's easy to work with is always going to be someone that people want to collaborate with, which yes. I think that's the most important. But when people start taking advantage, obviously you need to bring that. And how do you choose who you want to collaborate with? Yanni? that's a. how do you choose if somebody reaches out in DMs? How do you how do you gauge if I want to work with this person? I mean, we get pitched all the time from PR company. You name it. And you're just like, man, I I look at it in two seconds. I'm like, this person's a fucking taker. You you're trying to take my energy. You're trying to take my shit. You're trying to just who are you? Who the fuck are you? Like, I I have these questions. I'm like, audacity of this person right now. It is ex exactly with that energy sucker thing. Ooh. It's been really hard to decide who is good and who is bad. But Ooh. I think I've gotten better at it since I started doing a little bit more like PR stuff, you know, collaborating yes. with people. Because if I see a red flag that I've seen before, I'll literally reschedule and say, hey, you know, I'm just really busy. My schedule's backed up. I can't do it. And then <laughs> I'll just keep which kind of sucks, but I should be a little bit more firm. I just say I'm busy. I also have a staff that kind of like, you know, blocks sure. people left and right. Yep. But um, I've learned from my mistakes. And I actually, the best thing that I think about me is I learn from other people's mistakes. So mm -hmm. if I've seen you've done this, and it's kind of like showing up in this collaboration or someone that wants to work with me, I will back off big mm -hmm. time. So um, again, learn from mistakes uh right now it's almost like i'll research people now so if you had called and said hey let's do something let me see what he's doing is it positive is it something that's going to help grow business is it something okay, that's let, help let, other people let's let's break this it. down though so i reach out because this is so we had do you ever you read books i'm assuming you like books and stuff there's a, a gentleman if you don't know him but he's the former lead fbi hostage negotiator named chris voss he's uh, never split yeah. the difference have you heard of that huberman lab podcast Neuroscience is that Absolutely. name ring a bell? So they they do Absolutely. a lot of stuff together. He was on our show, and I said, "Look, when we're reaching out to people, for example, you know, when our show was starting out, I said, well, if I want, like, we've had Shark Tank, Shark, you know, you name it on the show. But I said, how do I like if, if we're starting out? How do I get this big name on on the show when maybe we don't have many views? And I'm like, well, you have to show up with unlimited amounts of value. And so a lot of people get this wrong where they'll message you and say, yo, like, I really want to give you some value. Just reply back. And it's like, well, now you're dangling the carrot. That's weak. Just <laughs> just show up with the value. Right. So just show up on the first message. Don't, don't say reply back and I'll send you your I don't know what the fuck it is. Right. For you, you get that message. Walk our audience through Yanni's filter bad energy system that she's going to patent along with her makeover booty for the mind and from behind walk us through it so first off um i want to see if the content is consistent with again my mindset so again something positive something that you're trying mm. to grow someone second of all i do not like when people talk bad about other people at ooh, all like for me ooh. it's just like I feel like you could have your opinion. Like, you know, I said the Kardashian thing, whatever, but those are big celebrities. <laughs> I'm talking about like peers yeah, yeah. and people that yeah, are, yeah. you know, around trying to build. I don't like, if you're going to talk bad about this person, you're for sure going to talk bad about me. Yes. And the way the oh. organization is, 
if it's not parallel to how I want to grow, it's not something that I want to help you grow and you're not going to help me grow because it feels like you're just going to take my energy and take information that I have and kind of just like roll with it. Um, but again, my big factor is what are you teaching other people? Because again, mm. I have a lot of stuff that I want to share with, again, about growing my business, the aesthetic business, regenerative business. Yes. Many people you could reach out to. So if it's something that's going to benefit, obviously, the both of us and humanity, I'm all for it. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, I reached out to you. You were simple. It's so funny, though. Like, this is where, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron because you watch that video. So there's one thing that you said that really stood out to me. You said a few, few things, but the fact that that video you're in with the other ladies, you're like, Ryan, I reached out to all of them. And I just wanted to collaborate or figure out something that's I looked at the video and I'm like, I, I went through them all and I'm like, oh, something about her, though. But it was the way you were just you because you were showing him, you know, the studio or whatever. And he's looking down at like the needles or whatever, which I'm deathly afraid of. Like I would pat I, I, I am worse than my son when I go to the dentist, like I'm grabbing the dentist's arm. You know, he's like, yo, I'm just doing a cleaning, man. Like, yo, I'm like, no, no. What are you doing with that? Right. But you could just tell there was a sincerity, you know, about it. And so that's where in life I feel like if you want something like reach out. Right. So figure out where the Instagram is, figure out who this person is and then go down that 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 trail. But a lot of people will not do that. Only fans. I wonder if it's like a thing, though. Hold on. I wonder if it's like a pride thing because I reached out to them just to see like. Listen, I want to know other successful women, especially here in Miami. Again, I don't think there's too many. So I, I kind of wanted to reach out. I want to see what you're doing. What if there's something I'm doing wrong that I need to learn from you? So I always yeah. think it's always it, awesome when you get that. You know what? It, it, it is an ego thing. For example, if you really want to, I mean, the best way, like if you want to have, like, let's just say that one day you're like, yo, I want to, you know, you're, you're building your brand now, but let's say you want to be like you want to have a massive brand you want to become that person for what you're doing like internationally right globally you know the best way you could do that is you're gonna have a podcast you're gonna have a show because you're just gonna say yo i want to talk to this person because if i show up to your door yanni and say hey i just want to sit down and have coffee for like 15 minutes or you know let's let's have some you know some let's let's go to a brazilian steakhouse you know let's do some samba you know or or let's have a caparina like whatever yeah, what's you're like, okay, like what? Like, I'm busy. Like, it's like somebody says, Hey, I want to pick your brain. I'm like, You want to pick my brain? I have a consulting it's fee. So much. Go to it's go so to that much. web, go to the website, you pay my consulting fee, and you're more than happy you to go. pick my brain, but don't approach me like that. But if I say, Look, I love the work you're doing and I really want to have a conversation on my show, you're like, Oh, well, there you go. Cause there's some value already baked into that. But here's what happens is that you will connect with some really great people. And it's it's amazing because you'll 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 interview somebody and you're like, oh, man, either they turn out to be like so amazing where you're like, oh, my God, this was even better than I thought it was going to be. Or you're almost like disappointed where you're like, ah, what this person is showing online, this person's actually the biggest a-hole like offline of what and they're showing. And so you're never talking to that person ever again. And you're right. The moment somebody comes to me and says, hey, Ryan, I'm talking bad about X. I'm like, well, you, today you lost two friends. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you lost that person as a friend and you lost me as a friend because you just right. killed it because I know what you're doing behind my back. It's like this right. zero toleration. But it's I think it comes down to people just not being real. And so it's kind of like, like even you, you said, OK, I want to keep my life 
personal and then a little professional. And then I'll be honest, if you want an honest reply to that, I just think that's such, it's so fear-based. Now I have kids. So I have a, I have a seven-year-old king and a four-year-old uh, queen. And so when my kids were younger, I'm like, oh, I'll show pictures of them online and stuff. And now that they've gotten a little older, you know, there's definitely this, you know, especially if you get a, you're getting a, a large fall. We have a massive fall with all our accounts and everything and YouTube and all that. And so I'm like, whoa, wait a sec. Like you're, there's this li little sanctity of energy around my kids. So I'm like, I'm proud and I'm, you know, I'm proud of my kids, but there's also like a safety thing. But for me, the full expression of me is if somebody like, if I didn't talk about being a father, I think that's like 50% of my being. And so it wouldn't even, right. I wouldn't even right. come across natural to somebody. So for you, for me, the thing I look at is, oh my God, she's built this great business. But you know what the first questions that come to mind for me are? What is she in the morning for breakfast? What is she um like when when she looks like shit in her day? Like, what time is that at? Like when she goes to bed, is she wearing some fucked up shit? Like, cause I'm like, I want to know. Like, I love yeah. the behind the scenes, right? I'm like, I want to know that this person <laughs> is a human being and they bleed blood, you know? And so I know that. You know, you get ready in the show and everything and you step out into the world, which is the stage. But it's like, are you eating fucking like Dorito chips and shit like salsa? Like when you go sit on the cut, like, what are you doing? And people are like, so I'm just it's seriously crazy. curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. Okay, like, tell, so tell me the nerdy shit, you know, like, tell me that. <laughs> OK, so number one, it's easy for me to keep my like my private life mm. private because I I'm not married. I don't have kids. And I just mm. got a puppy. I was in between getting a boyfriend or a puppy. And I was like, a puppy is like <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, number two, I only eat junk food. I am wow. the worst person to preach about nutrition. That's why usually if people ask me about like what to eat, I'm like, wow. you know what? I'm going to send you to a friend of mine. I love sour gummy worms. I love Ooh. Oreos. I do have protein shakes with ice cream. Yeah. Um, it's impossible for me to drink water. So I have my IV nurses once a week. Give me an IV Are you because I wow. need. So also because I'm busy, I have these like bad, you know, tactics. But you're, like but you're substituting that with still a very active lifestyle. Cause you said you work out. I know given your job, oh, you're yeah. probably taking like 20,000 steps a day. Like you're just moving around throughout your whole day. Right. All day every day yeah so you know i do i do go to the gym every single day for like my mental clarity i wake up i meditate i have my coffee go to the gym and i come straight to work anything after that is all kind of like in the air right like oh you yeah, want to yeah. go to dinner go party let's go so like next week there's art basil in miami i am Ooh. canceling work because there's events there's Ooh. dior fashion shows there's a yeah. prada event there restaurants so then I'll go ahead and I'll start posting some personal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, most people will be like, why? I don't know. How do you stay so thin? I'm like, I have weight loss injections in my office. I got a machine that gives you abs. I'm on it every single day and I'm going to the gym. So I'm like cheating, but I'm still doing yeah, my work. Yeah. So, See, that's real, though. Yeah. So this is where yeah. this is where. I mean, even when we talk about mental health, because this is a big thing, you know, people are depressed out there and, you know, COVID yeah. going through the pandemic, I think really, you know, I don't like the financial, you know, issues and and death that it caused. But the one thing, because I always look for the silver lining in, in anything that's bad, 
I love the fact that the world had to stop and they actually had to say, is what I'm doing even what I want to do? Is who I am even the person I fucking am? And so right. we correlate this. One of my favorite songs is This Is How We Do by Montel Jordan. And so he came on the show and I said, he says, Ryan, yeah. He said, Ryan, when I was in the height of my career, you know, it became this drug, you know, this attention and this celebrity factor. And he said, what I realized was what I do is not who I am. And he says, a lot of people are out there judging who they are based on what they do. And he's like, that's just wrong. You are not what you do. Like you, you're a business owner and you're known for all this, but that's not who you are. You know, it's it's a part of what you do as a chapter in your life. But I mean, the girl that's eating the sour worms and Oreos, I mean, that's who the fuck you are. <laughs> you, you know, come on, right? You know, I was, I was able to take like my culture, my Brazilian culture and bring it into my business, which I'm grateful for. Yes. That. But on the weekend, I'm on the beach in my little bikini with my friends yes. drinking beer. Like, yeah, that's what I like to that's like my relaxing time. Anytime that I'm on stage or like with a suit or with my white coat, yes. obviously I'm talking about what I'm of, of course. Yes, I like to create it into yeah. my life because I am what I'm selling. But for the most part, I love staying on the couch. I love yeah. going to the beach. All I have to do is hang out with my friends, people who are again who are just gonna like encourage me to do mm. better, but also it's a point in time to relax. So if you take me out to pizza pasta, that's Sundays is pizza pasta night. So that every single Sunday I'm doing no matter what. That's so good. Um, catch me on the beach. But yeah, the that nutrition thing, I need to get that handled too. What is, again, what is, it, what, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. During pandemic, I gained almost like 30 pounds. So yep. then I use my outside life of, you know, doing exercise, being active with my friends outside, but also at work. I got vitamin B12s. We have like little shots that are, you know, yeah. take fat here. And there. <laughs> so like it's it's the best of both worlds for me. And I do try to integrate them. But obviously I can't come in to work with a bikini. I'm like, guys, I'm going to the beach later. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. What do you think again, is your biggest, what do, you, what do you think is your, like, we talk about um, providing value to people. And, you know, it's like having a relationship with somebody. It's like if you're gay, if you're, establishing a new relationship like how do you how do you be a value to somebody and i like to ask my guests this because if they're high functioning and they're doing really really well and i i ask a lot of questions that are pertinent to me because i i'm like well i live this life it's like if somebody was to say hey ryan how can somebody show up in your life and be of service to you like almost immediately you know what problems do you have yanni that you're like god i have this problem and i wish somebody could show up and help me solve it or you know, somebody could just send a message saying, hey, like, um, I'm here for you or what's going on or like, is there anything in your life? Where you're like, geez, I just, you know, there's a hole and I, I'm dying for people to fill it because I think a lot of people, maybe not you, there's a lot of people out there that they have these kinds of things. And I don't know if it's fear or ego or just protectiveness, self-defensiveness that they're just like, no, I'm good. It's like, how are you? Well, I'm great. No, like. No, no, like nobody ever tells you how they're really doing. And and that's why I hate that question. How are you is a, a terrible question. So I probably am the most annoying person out of all of my friend group because they're like, stop asking questions. But I really want to know because again, Ooh. you ask someone like how are you doing, they say fine. I'm like, all right, mm. well, what did you do last week? So then it kind of goes into it. Then they start talking about like whatever oh. little bad things went wrong. Damn. So then a big 
I wouldn't want to say preacher, but like I'm an encourager. So I had, I just met a friend. Um, we went to a bachelorette party. I met her in Greece. She's like, I don't want to be a personal trainer. I want to be a personal trainer, but I want to train kids with special needs. So mm. my lawyer has special needs kids. And I'm like, we need to collaborate. Why don't we sit down? Why don't we make a business plan? Because I've learned to grow a business. I was, you know, just medical before, but I've learned how to grow this. Mm. So if I can help someone do what I did in a shorter period of time, I'm going to do it. So I've helped multiple friends, you know, file patents. I put them in, in contact with the right people. Mm. I encourage this one not to, you know, quit your job, but like, if this is your goal, you have to work on it now. Like you're 20, 25 years old. By the time you're 35, you could already have five gyms with special needs kids. Mm. Like, you know, I just encourage everyone and they won't initially open up. So again, I'm that annoying friend that's like, what's up? What'd you do last week? Oh, what did you eat? Oh, you look a little bit thinner. And they're like, no, I'm a little fatter. Why do you think you're a little fatter? And then that conversation Ooh. starts kind of like going Brilliant. into the mentality. So um, again, it, I, that annoying friend, I like to ask those questions. Is your upbringing, like, so your upbringing, like, would you say you had a rough upbringing? Did you have any trauma in your upbringing? Did you have, like, you said you grew up, pov you know, in poverty, but that doesn't necessarily mean you had trauma. Like, did you have a... I, like, what was your, was it so, happy? Did you feel lots of love? Did you not get love? You know what I mean? So I had helicopter parents. So oh. I, <laughs> my mom and my dad are still together. Oh. But they, oh, from so like good. the background and living in Brazil, mm. they saw so many kids just kind of like ruin their lives and just, you know, stay on the streets. So again, they encourage, you know, you're going to be the most polite kid when you go to anybody's house. I don't want you touching their China. Mm. I don't want you to you're going to ask them. So they trained us to what they thought we should act in the world. Granted, it was the best thing ever. Not going to lie. My parents were, they're always together. They didn't fight. They Ooh. you know gave us everything. We went to private school. So my big thing was why wouldn't I not want to continue the way that they taught me to teach other people? Granted, Ooh. I hated it when I was in high school because I was grounded all the time. I was like the black sheep. I'm the middle child. So I'm like, I'm the one that wanted to rebel. I wanted to go to clubs. I wanted to go out, you know, and they were like, don't drink, don't do drugs and like, just love your family and God. So I did keep a couple of things in place. So like I went to a private Catholic college, um, you know, I, I still very family oriented. I want to help everyone. But it was seeing my parents struggle financially was the biggest thing. So Ooh. I wanted to do something where I loved what I'm doing, but I'm also making other people happy. And then on top of that, still making money that I could survive by myself. Let's say if I start having kids, I'm taking care of my family. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it was more uh, the best upbringing that I could have a little bit strict, but it, it it molded me and my brother into probably two of the most successful people in our entire Ooh. family, even still and Ooh. here. So if you listen, yeah. listen, oh, that word, it's that's so great. And no, it's it's it, we're you know, people are like, oh, my God, you know, my wife's name is like, hey, you guys are helicopter parents. I'm like, I'm not fucking helicopter parents. I'm a fucking 747 aircraft fucking coming down. And I'm proud of that. And I love that. And I think that you have to be best friends. Like when you hear parents that are, were best friends, you see that in their kids. The kids picked up on that early seduction. Money wants to be seduced, right? Like think about financial right. literacy. I did a video on my social media. I said, look, 
you know, you know, I called her, her, I said, listen, we're going to go on a date. You know, I'm always going to, you know, and I'm talking about money and I'm like, listen, your job is to go out into the world and, and produce. And when you come home, daddy's going to keep you safe. And when you're rested, it's time to go back out in the world and make some more of you because money, money, like, if you have a very bad attitude to money or the scarcity mentality, scared money don't make money, right? And so you know that money's like, yo, release me into the wild. I'm gonna. Some of me is gonna lose. Some of me is gonna win. But I gotta be in the game. What is your relationship with money? Okay, so the reason and, why I and yeah, so- and Yanni, sorry, how long do I have you for? Because we're we're coming up to an hour. I don't want to be. I don't want to be rude. Uh, I totally didn't. I didn't look at that really quick because I, I don't I want no, you no, to okay. I don't want maybe you to mess like, your day around. Maybe like 10 more minutes. Okay. I think okay. I do have some patience. Okay. Coolio. Okay. So my relationship with money, this was probably the worst relationship I've had in my entire life, because even though we were our upbringing was poor, my dad came into a lot of money and then lost it all. So I saw the rise from nothing to having, you know, four Porsche Cayennes outside of the house, a brand new house, we're going to private school. My mom's taking me shopping on the weekends to then completely crash again. So then again, I had to be the provider for the family. So again, every single penny that I make goes into certain accounts. I have a financial advisor. I have my accountant. I have my bookskeeper. Like not one penny is spared. Everything goes to a machine. Everything goes exactly where it needs to go. If I only have a hundred dollars in a month that I could spend, that's all I'm spending because my goal is something bigger for my retirement for again, my office, I'm trying to buy a building. So when I saw my parents go through those ups and downs, it actually taught me the opposite. And again, I learned from people's mistakes. So I saw my dad making bad business decisions and I saw my mom spending too much and they weren't working as a uh, a team. Mm. And so again, I'm not saying that they did wrong, but I see what other people do wrong and I try not to make those same mistakes. So for a while I was going down that road and I actually like had an epiphany and I was like, you need to work and save again, take out all the noise from outside the parties, the clubs, the trips, you could do that later. And honestly, buckling down for probably, I would say a year and a half when I was living with my cousin and just, you know, using her, her husband is a marketing guru. Like he Mm. is probably the smartest he helped me a lot with business, putting stuff together, you know, starting my website. And so I see the way he works and it's like, you got to take a phone call. Even if we're on vacation, you got to take it. Cause again, money doesn't sleep. And he was just like putting everything into place. And I think finally in 2017 is when I had that aha moment and finally put stuff into accounts where I don't even see, you know, that like 60, 40 rule mm-hmm. break up things. And you know what? I don't even have to look at my bank account anymore. And that was the goal that I wanted to like, I want to buy what I can uh, or what I want or what I like. And if I want to take my friends out to dinner and I finally reached that spot, which is, you know, when it Mm. first happened, like I all emotional because this is something that I've been working on and I'm 36, like my entire life. Mm. So uh, I learned from my parents' mistakes with the finances. So again, if I don't have, what I want, let's say I want to buy a car. If I don't have triple of that in my account, I'm not getting the car. If I want to buy it's triple. Again, I if I don't have that in the account, I need to hustle more before I make that big purchase. So what does a woman need from a man when the woman already has everything? 
Look at that. Yeah. Come on, Jen. Come on, fellas. Come on. Come on. She says she's single. You know, you know her mom and dad are like, when's that baby coming? When are those grandkids coming? Come on. We want to see some of that natural BBL on the mind. Let's go. This is, this is why I got a puppy. This is why I got a puppy. <laughs> there was no comparison. It, there's but, not. No, I mean... It is. It's more of I'm looking for someone to take me out of this masculine energy because I make Ooh. decisions all the time. Oh. It's I'm the one who has to, you know, mm. if everyone's getting paid in the office, like next year, just for example, I'm hiring my friend who's the nurse practitioner, but her salary, I want to make sure that she's making money. So guess what? For the first six months next year, I'm not paying myself because I want to make sure that she's doing good and she grows so then that the business grows. It's more, Ooh. you know, like, like getting the so I need someone to match my energy and someone like when I get off of work, let's go out to dinner. Hey, I have a glass of wine ready for you. Like something Ooh. to decompress me that I don't have to have so much masculine energy. And you know, what's messed up? Like my past two relationships, they were wonderful men. Amazing. But the first one actually told me, why are you trying to have a bigger penis than me? That was the last couple things he said to me before we broke up. And now I see why I had to do that because he wasn't living up to that man expectation. You know, with all, with all, with all, with all due respect, though, that was not a savage servant. You need to remember these words. Correct. I know. I'm. I, it's, honestly, it I'm is it, savage. And then I'm gonna. We yeah. don't have time today, but I wanted to talk to you about my soulful currency account because oh, it's a it's five nice. pillar system that is in line with who you are, but. That that savage servant. I mean, really think about that when you like when you go in your day to day. I mean, whether it's patients or walking on the street, just say, is this a nice guy or is this a savage servant? There'll be like a certain look they have in their eye. There's an energy that comes with it. And you're going to be like, oh, man, nice guy. Ooh. And then just really start talking. You'll start seeing kind of waivers, you right. know, but because an, a savage servant yeah. is. I mean, we were having, uh, you know, I, my wife and I have this conversation all the time and I'm like, Viola Davis has this, this clip of her and her husband. And they're like, how have you been married? Like 40, 40 plus years. And she's like, well, I think first it starts with, you need to be in, in a, a love relationship with yourself. You know, yeah. you need to make love to yourself first, then the rest. And comes. A people, yeah. A lot of people that I would say I get in to relationships it, they're at that great phase and then they kind of like dwindle and they of forget course. who they are of course which is fine because we're supposed to encourage each other but when one person's growing more than the other there is a little bit of a disconnect and again that masculine energy yeah I but you're you're not you're a nice guy killer you're a nice guy killer yeah. like you need to add that to your profile nice guy killer no, because, you know, because you're, because you have to, well, well, let's, but self-awareness is everything and you're self-aware, you know who you are. And so, you know, yeah. you're bringing a level of intensity that's, you know, for most people you meet, it's going to be unmatched. But when yeah. you meet somebody, you, you'll probably get married, right? I mean, you probably get married and the rest, the rest is history, right? Um, Is there anything else? Is there anything else you would like to say? Is there anything I missed? I mean, I, we we have to do something again. We got to do so. You're you, this is great. Yeah, this is this that. is this is like talking to an old friend or something. I really I really enjoyed this. Is it. there is there any way I can be of service to you? Is there anything you know? Just bestow on our audience. I mean, you 
you've dropped so much knowledge on me just with like your little one-liners again just like putting my brain back into focus so i really appreciate you for having me on here i would love to come back on talk more i know we didn't talk about the only fans and that's a whole other like 30 minutes damn with i know <laughs> only fans only fans What's no. the, so how do we okay let me ask you how do we become friends how do we be friends like i'm serious how do we be friends how does I'm somebody become your friend but how does like somebody that. how about does somebody become your no but after that though like how does somebody become your friend i'm obsessed with this because there's people like you talk to and then it's like gone but then it's like then right. there's a couple that that fizzle like how do you ascertain like tim's story i don't know if you heard of him check him out he's oprah winfrey's life coach he's on the show but he's i love the way he he, he designed relationships he said look most people are out there letting people in their green room. He says, look, first level of relationship, acquaintance. Ah, oh, yeah, I know who Yanni is. You know, I've talked to her a few times. My brother's cousin's auntie's lawyer's niece's nephew's doctor knows her cousin. Okay, that's Brazil, right? Everybody's connected, right? Cool. Then you're like, well, family. Don't, don't really know her. And then it's friendship, maybe, you know, then it goes to like, well, you know, I talked to her once in a while, kind of like a business person. You know, I ask, you know, some advice on here and there. But then you go to the green room. The green room is like where your parents are, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, kids. Most people, a lot of people will let somebody go right from acquaintance to the green room. How do you go to the friend? Like, how do you, how do you sincerely show up? Like, how do you want somebody so, to be your friend? Isn't this a fucking great question? I know this is amazing actually. And it's, this is how I filter out most people. And again, I have a very small group and it's very hard for people to penetrate yes. into my circle as it should be, as it, as should, it be. should be. Um, so I like to hang out in groups and who is the person who introduced us? Do I think that that's like a highly respected person? Mm. Let's hang out in a group. Let's hang mm. with other people mm. that are interested in me. And then usually I like to do more of a, like a one-on-one. -on -one. I will not introduce anybody to like my friend circle or my family probably for a year. So I'm like really strict with that, whether it's a boyfriend, friend, anything, but I want to see if you're going to be as interested and encouraging as I am to you, than you are to me. And that I know that you don't want to use me for my business because a lot of people are like, Oh my God, I want to be your friend. You're beautiful. Da, da, da. Can you do my list? <laughs> yeah. for Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Like that is a really easy way to filter people out, whether it's like you want to be my personal friend or you just want to be like friends with me because of what I do for business. So um, I take it very slow. Like I want you to call me maybe two or three times and I might not say no. I might say no because I'm busy with work. But if you try more than three times and you're interested in what I'm doing and it's kind of Ooh, like we're look, even. Damn, you got a system for everything. You are a smart I mean, I damn yo like that's one of the that's a really great that's probably one of the best responses i've ever had like you walk me through a chain of command on that damn yeah. so it, what's what's really funny though is that you you're you remind me of somebody um you know when you find like let's say you find like a hairstylist or something and you're like man my hairstylist yeah. is bomb it took me forever there's a certain part of you that when somebody says Yo, your hair looks great. Who are you with? I think inside, deep down, because you got that beast in you, you don't want to tell somebody who your girl is or who the hairstyle. Like you're like, that's mine. It's it's exclusive to me. Like, I'll be honest. Somebody's like, Yo, Ryan, where'd you get that watch? Where'd you get that belt? I'm like, Oh, you know, I got it from somewhere. No, I know exactly where I fucking got it. 
but I'm one on one, motherfucker, and you ain't having that shit. Like, you know, I want this exclusive to me. Protect your 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 privacy. You got to protect like your people. I love that. I will share here and there, like your nail people, but like the people who's made me grow. It's gonna take a lot of time yeah. for you to get to that. So I can get to this yeah. Um, oh well, this has been great. Uh, last question I always ask all my guests: What can I do for you? We've covered that a little bit, but what can I do for you? I want you to keep putting those words into my head because now I'm literally going to be using this with my people. Like this is just like been the most encouraging thing. Thank you for asking about me. I love learning about you and what you're doing too. So this is again, keep pumping out that product. I want to hear all about it. This is so encouraging. I love that. Yanni, just tell everybody where they can find you or where all the good stuff is YouTube, you know, what you got going on, what people can expect from you. Absolutely. So you could find me. My website is www.bellavidaesthetics.com. That's with an S at the end. Bellavida Aesthetics on Instagram. I think all of them are Bellavida Aesthetics. Um, and, you know, you could contact us. It has like the, the links in there, the phone numbers, emails, anything you want. So with, for all your regenerative aesthetic needs. And we're all friends over here. So anything you want, we're here in Miami, Florida. Come see us at Bellavida Aesthetics. Oh, I love that. And everyone, thank you so much for listening again. If you've not subscribed, go to youtube.com forward slash Ryan Holtz. And remember, curiosity should always be your mandate. You are one of one. Act like it, you motherfuckers. We love you. We're so glad you enjoyed this episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Please don't forget to smash that five-star review as Team Holtz will love you for it. Also, say hi to Ryan anywhere on social media using the handle at Ryan Holtz one That's R-Y-A-N-H-O-L-T-Z, the number one. And if you or your business is looking to expand your brand, book a brand jam with Ryan using the link in the show notes.